Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's now time for news headlines with Molly on a big party show. Here are your news headlines. Well, the latest is, is there was a terrorist attack in the Brussels, uh, Belgium. It is the uh, central seat of the um, of the European Union, and uh, 30 people are reported to be dead, 136 injured. Uh, this morning, two explosions rocked the airport in Brussels, forcing a mass evacuation. And then there was also a report of another blast that hit the metro station, forcing the shutdown of all subway service in the capital city. So Belgian news reports that shots were fired. People were heard shouting in Arabic just before the incident in the main departure hall of the international airport. This comes just days after an authorities in Brussels arrested a suspect from November's deadly terrorist attacks in Paris. Yeah, they got a problem. They got a bunch of terrorist cells there. Have you guys ever been to Belgium? No. Uh-uh. Been through. I always confuse it with the Netherlands. Yeah. Yeah. Belge. Belgian. I'm sure they're used to it, right? People confuse all of it. Like, Yes. For the most part, it's really cool, though. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Oh, it's an interesting cool. country in the yeah. sense that, like, they share a lot of. Uh, they're sort of like a blended country in the sense that, like, if you live by the French border, you speak French. If you live by the German border, you speak German. You live by the Dutch border. So they kind of like are have like this sort of like melting pot of yeah. that Central Europe type of deal. And it's so it would seem that it would be prime for if you were trying to centrally locate these cells to kind of branch out into like, you know, these other areas, Brussels would be kind of a place where you would. And also keep in mind, it's the capital city of the entire European Union. So all of those countries come together for their big meetings there. Now, is there, what's the count mm. so far on uh, uh 30 is the count, okay. but it's still, you know, it, it's still coming and going. Counting, 30 yeah. people, yeah. 136 injured, but I have a feeling that those the injury numbers are going to start going up. Um, it's going to be a historic day in Havana. Tampa Bay Rays are playing an exhibition game against the Cuban national baseball team. And president Obama is scheduled to attend. It starts at 1 o'clock. It's the first, he's the first city president to visit Cuba in 88 years. Relations between the U.S. and Cuba are starting to thaw, and Major League Baseball is hoping that this is an opportunity to work with both governments to try and make it easier for all those Cuban players to come and play in the U.S. without having to defect. I'm curious Mm. if we're going to get more Cuban baseball players or if all the ones that we want usually defect. Like if they give you the message, dude, if you can get out, get out. There's a spot on the roster with the Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, Did that I, add to the sexy level when you got out, you know, when you escaped? <laughs> you were also like, going to be playing for Major League Baseball. Can't hurt. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's they've been a big feeder for the, uh, the league. Yeah, why yeah. are they so good? I don't know. Baseball's I mean, a huge sport there. Yeah, they, I, I saw an interview yesterday uh, with a guy and his son. He was throwing the ball. The son, apparently, his son is awesome. You know, mm-hmm. and so they're you know you know just. Feeling it out, going, you know, is this awesome for you guys or what? Because now it's a much easier for your son to maybe play one day for the major league. So, so I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's a good opportunity to get out as well. Yeah. I mean, it's a really poor country. Mm-hmm. So if you have an opportunity to go and play baseball and make a bagillion dollars, I think. I think Dominican Republic is still the biggest. And Venezuela. Okay. Oh, Venezuela, Venezuela too. Venezuela, Dominican Republic are huge feeders. Wow. 
What is, has the alien was it alien Gonzalez? Alien Gonzalez. Has he popped up now lately or what? I mean, what's there his was gig? a report of him a couple of years ago where I don't know they got him lockstep with sort of sort of the Cuban government and he was like I would you Gosh, know I remember that yeah came over and I, on an inner tube and then they found oh. him in that closet there was the, God talk about an image. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was in the closet. In the closet. <laughs> no, but talk about it like a photojournalism moment, that snapshot of yeah, those guys with the, guys, gun and with all the guns stuff. and everything and this little boy. I think that they paraded him out a couple years ago, the Cuban government, oh, to sort of admonish the American government and the idea hmm. of like, yeah, I should have never... sort of a political pawn, yes. but life's probably pretty good for Elian Gonzalez. Yeah. Um, it, I, it'll be interesting to see how life changes for so many people that live in Cuba now with oh, the no, idea of mcdonald's like, over there a couple starbucks well just more money coming into the country you know i mean they were choked off from so much of that sweet sweet american yeah. cheddar when those cruise ships uh carnival starts sailing over there in may <laughs> hundreds upon hundreds of people just pile off that boat and just, i want rum and yeah. cigars an Omaha woman accused of selling worthless airline vouchers has pleaded not guilty to 25 federal charges. This is the woman behind the company Creative Creations, 30-year-old Patricia Urbanowski, and she pleaded not guilty in an Omaha federal court. She's been indicted in February on nine counts of money laundering and 16 counts of wire fraud. Prosecutors say that customers would pay money for future airline flights but that the funds were used to pay for current flights and the cash ran out last year. Urbanowski it could face 20 years in prison for the wire fraud counts and maybe five years for the money laundering. Did it list how many people got screwed over? I didn't see. I mean, I'm sure it's probably part of the... But yeah, I the numbers in there. Yeah, we work with someone who got, got screwed um, over. taken in it. So no one will get their money back. You're just hoping for some kind of justice. Yeah, yeah. jail time or something. Uh, Nebraska's attorney general says he's disappointed but not surprised by the U.S. Supreme Court's rejection of Nebraska and Oklahoma's effort to have Colorado's pot legalization declared unconstitutional. Uh, Colorado argued that its sovereignty was being challenged. The Supreme Court uh, didn't explain their decision. Uh, now, sheriffs in several western Nebraska counties have uh, argued that their departments have seen greater enforcement costs due to the flow of recreational marijuana coming from Colorado. The states now have the option to file that case in federal district courts. And it, uh, new Omaha High School is one step closer to reality. Last night, the Omaha Public School Board approved the $1.3 million land purchase that would happen near 156th and Ida. That's where the district plans to place their new Northwest Omaha High School. Isn't that crazy that we're referring to that as Northwest? Yeah, the new Omaha. Northwest. We yeah. have a Northwest. Because <laughs> it was way north and totally out west at 82nd and Crown Point. <laughs> People are like, that is just the edge of the city. Can't get any farther than that. Oh, but it can. Uh, a wild start to March Madness means that uh, Warren Buffett is going to keep all of his money. None of the Berkshire Hathaway employees who entered Warren Buffett's bracket challenge picked the NCAA winners correctly. I don't think anybody did. Buffett offered $1 million per year for life to anyone who picked all 48 out of the opening round games. A near impossibility, I would think. About 360,000 employees were eligible. Michigan's loss to Middle Tennessee, though, knocked out most of those people. And three states are holding presidential nominating contests today. 
Democrats and Republicans get to vote in Arizona's primary, Utah's caucuses, and Democratic voters get to uh, caucus in Idaho. And the FBI says it might not need Apple's help after all in cracking an iPhone that belonged to one of the San Bernardino shooters. You think they're right or are they bluffing? What do you think? I don't know. They stepped it's away. Big bluff. Yeah, it's a big bluff. Well, they weren't getting anywhere with it anyway, because, I mean, Apple wasn't stepping up. No, they weren't going to do it. So a judge granted a request to postpone a hearing in the Justice Department's case against Apple yesterday. Investigators asked for the delay uh, of this hearing after being presented with another method for getting into the phone uh, that wouldn't require the Apple Corporation's help. You know, when Apple was unveiling, had one of those big unveils yesterday, Mm -hmm. and Tim Cook made a statement about the FBI. Like, this is, without saying the FBI, saying that... You know, they're devoted to holding the line. Security. Not turning over. Not turning over stuff anything. to the government. You know, we got to protect people. Right. Uh, he says, we will not shrink from this responsibility. So it's it's still a stalemate, but apparently somebody says that they've found an end around, which I wonder if that's really true. Tim Cook says, mm-hmm. we built the iPhone for you, our customers, and we know it is a deeply personal device. We need to decide as a nation how much power the government should have over our data and over our privacy. Yesterday we reported about uh, an incident in uh, professional tennis. Uh, CEO and uh, tournament director of Indian Wells, this Raymond Moore, uh, he had made a statement uh, claiming that women players were riding on the coattails of the men. Well, apparently that has cost him his job. The man at the center of the firestorm of controversy involving the women's tennis is stepping down. Oh, oh so, okay, so they forced him out. He announced his resignation. Well, it seemed like sort of a dope. Yeah. I mean, the guy's like confidently saying this. It's like, dude, Shut you're up. on camera. I know. <laughs> yes. He made the comments before the women's final. I mean, it's like you're like getting ready to go into the finals, and you're like, I mean, you guys should get on your knees and think. Well, it's like, oh, who says that, that dope statement with with uh, Serena Williams? Or I mean, I wanted to see her personally handle it with him one to one. Right? She like, did make a statement. You don't want to make her mad. She made a statement, but yeah. I'm saying face to face. Yeah, say that oh. to her face. I know she is a tower of a woman. Uh, she and her sister. So this man made the comments before the women's final at the BNP Paribus Open over the weekend. He later apologized after widespread criticism and outrage from the tennis community. And if you are wondering what the state of the nation is as far as religion, uh, the future holds. It's a little different. More Americans believe in an afterlife, but fewer believe in God or pray on a regular basis. They did a joint study. Um, out of a bunch of different universities nationwide, and they found that millennials are the least likely generation to think of themselves as religious. Fewer are likely to say that they take the Bible literally as well. Researchers say that the results of the study show that young adults are the least religious generation in current memory, possibly even in American history. Mm, They're smarter than God. Uh, Uh Around 30% of the people between the ages of 18 and 29 years old have doubts about the existence of God, and that's up from 13% back in the late 80s. Remember they they always used to say, what was the term, there's no atheists in a foxhole? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. When you need it, suddenly cool. everybody's like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, please, 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 please. Dear Lord Jesus, I mean, baby. there's a little Jesus. bit of a comfort factor to be able to be comfortable without God. Like, mm. that's what even and need some there. kind of deity. Mm. It doesn't, plus the rest of you, not to me. <laughs> but what's interesting is, is that 80% of them believe in an afterlife. 
So it's just so odd. It's like, okay, well, if you believe there's, you know, heaven or a place that you go to, how are you so dismissive? So they believe in religion, just not traditional religion. Not necessarily even in traditional or versus non-traditional. The existence of God, they have doubts about, but they do believe in an afterlife. And like I don't reincarnation afterlife. Belief in afterlife is a belief in some a, a god. That's yeah. what I a, think. A sense of I energy feel like, or some kind of deal, but it's like I feel like they're hand in glove. You know, like I don't think that you can say there's not a higher power, God, deity, whatever, spirit, energy, without saying, you know, how do you believe that there's an afterlife and there's a place that your personal energy goes to without thinking that there's some sort of creator? Hopefully, of when we all die, there's something that cuts through it all. You know, there's just like you know you got it wrong all along but don't worry about it <laughs> you're not in trouble <laughs> you were close you guys all kind of had the idea you guys are fighting <laughs> over that you know you guys all you were kind of on it i <laughs> <laughs> you know you get worried you're like you're not gonna hold this against, against me, me no, like, right well right as you're feeling that like you're not gonna hold that and then they're like D- do you feel that you're yeah. a fish do you feel how you don't care yeah. anymore right I had a friend of mine about a week or two ago, you know, because it's Lent and we're we're practicing Catholics. I mean, as far as, you know, like it's abstaining from meat on Fridays and uh, we were going out and they're like, you know what? If it comes down to me, like if I am having a face to face with St. Peter and he's like, God, there was that time you had the sausage pizza that Friday. He's like, they're finding they're looking <laughs> like it's yeah. like it's something they're else. really looking. Like they're, yeah. no, but I mean, it was like they're just not telling me why I'm really not getting into heaven. They're blaming the pizza. Like it's like I don't think God's going to keep sausage for or maybe the, the maybe the meat eating Catholics that eat meat on Friday are reincarnated as fish. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> So the Catholics are eating you. Oh, no. Uh, But, yeah, I guess the afterlife. The belief in the afterlife, though, is up. That's the weird thing. So while people, the existence of people believing, the younger generation believing in the existence of God is down, the uh, belief in the afterlife has increased. Because you want all the good stuff, right? You want all the good stuff. You just don't want to have to put in any of the work. So, yes, I'm going to click the column for afterlife. That seems positive. We want that. Uh, The church, I don't want that. I'm going to click that. I want to click on that. Definitely want the afterlife coverage. Oh, that would be nice. No if one's could... picking inky black death the moment it's over. Just <laughs> zip, cord unplugged, zap. done. Yeah, I'll check yeah. it out. Kick or death. One. Kick or death. They're so funny. Love you guys. Bob, what's up, bud? It's been a while. Hey, has it been almost two years, I think, if I'm guessing. Has right. it really been that long since we've yes. even you've called the show? Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Hi, Molly. Hi, Jeff. Hi. How you doing, buddy? Bobby. What up there, Bob? I'm hanging in. That's about all you can do nowadays. I'm praying to the all that's holy that maybe Bernie Sanders or even, you know, just as a secondary, Hillary gets in office because I don't want to see Trump anywhere near Washington, D.C. I really don't because that's scary. Okay. I think you have a better chance with Hillary. Yeah. I think yeah. he's got the edge on uh, old Bernie there. Mountain Bernie. Um, you're not a Trump guy, huh? No. From what I hear, there's a hit squad to get Trump out of the way anyway. Oh. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, they I hope want, you mean like in a... Uh... They don't want him to be either. 
Well, I have heard that they've been having meetings, that they've been like, we got to do something. Um, the but, hit squad people? But no, I'm saying. <laughs> well, I see you guys go. No, 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 not hits. Like, I don't know what he's talking about, like hits. I'm saying I've heard that there have been meetings, like conservative Republicans have met, like, we need to get another candidate. We need to be able to have, like, this is going to be a brokered convention. And nothing along the lines of, like, right. getting yeah. him out of the way, like, on a permanent basis. Yeah. This is like, <laughs> just like, hey, what are we going to do? This is bad for the party. Not, not creepy. <laughs> not an actual hit. Right. Good God. Yeah. No. All right, Bob. Been two years, man. Hey, man. It's yeah. It's good that you called. I, we, yeah. We wonder from time to time what happened. You haven't uh, used to call every now and then, say hi and stuff like that. So yeah. where you been? Good. Yeah. Where, where you been? been? Hey, big guy. How's your mom doing? What? How's your mom doing? Oh, she's fine. I wouldn't talk about that some other time. What have you been doing? Uh, I've been traveling. Really. Right. Well, Okay. All right. This is bad. This is not good. Bad Bad connection, Bob. Thanks for calling. Hey, I saw the big short. Uh, Bob, call more often. Yeah, with a better phone. Call more please. often. We missed him, yeah. I saw the big short last night. Um, gosh, I, I wish I would have saw that earlier, man. That that movie will get the blood boiling just a tiny bit. I yeah. wish I would have uh, seen the movie before the housing crisis. Wouldn't that have been nice? We could have invested. Invested a whole lot, Molly. Have you not checked it out yet? Oh no, I've saw it. I've seen it. Okay. Yeah, no, I saw it, and it's it. it I think what angered me most was oh, like man. you're rooting for the people, but you're like rooting for these people. And you're like, but you're betting against. I mean, you're not. Nobody called, picked up the phone, and called anyone. Like nobody was trying to stop it. Everybody was just trying to cash in on it. Yeah. And what I could see, and that made me even angrier. So it's like, so first you have the jerks that are packaging and selling all of this crap down you know the down the throat of the American economy and then you have these people that are going to profit off of the demise of the American economy you're like all of you are terrible human beings <laughs> money you're money all horrible horrible people well they try and show i mean it's it is a movie based on some fact but they try and show that like Steve Carell's character's got this you know moral peril to him you know, oh, so yeah. But well, then they, why they, didn't they call? Who they, are they going to call? You could have. There were people that called. Nobody really necessarily believed that. Yeah, that was the thing. They're the industry of handicapping failure, and so people were like, "Yeah, good luck with that." Remember, to buy those, to to bet against the housing market, they had to go to all these other companies and buy these financial products. They're like, "You could buy as many of them as you want." Yeah, because good luck do with that. that. Yeah, and you guys also have to pay very high premiums. Oh, um, <laughs> so you better hope that your big flop happens. Before you go bankrupt, you know, it's all a game out there. That that whole um, financial thing that our country's run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the whole thing was uh, it was amazing. Um, I, I mean, it didn't I, make you wish you kind of could could have made. Money you know what? Something. That's just the not way people, it is. Not people going under, but you you are kind of rooting against the banks when you're watching the movie. You're like those. Did you get mad? They don't care. They're like you. SOBs. Oh, I mean, and it was just slimy how, I mean, you watch it, and we all reported on it when it was happening. Oh, and yeah. We knew, I mean, it was bad when it was happening, but then, you know, now the the fallout, it's like, seriously, like, no one went to jail. Like, that is really something, isn't it? I mean, when you really think about it, that's really unbelievable to think that, like, no one, no one had to worry about, you know, seeing the And then the all the banks itself. got bailed out, and I mean, the whole thing was a, an absolute mess. People, you got to watch this movie. That's the uh, you whole know. too big to fail. Yeah. Too big to fail. Too big to point fingers. Too big to go to jail. I mean, there was too big for any accountability. Mm-hmm. There was no one accountable. That's the problem. I think the biggest ugly in that whole deal was the ratings agencies. Yep. 
Um, the lady with the glasses. They, that really happened. They basically, people were still able to sell crap because the ratings agency labeled it triple gold. Yeah. And, you know, think of the countries, like, how are you somebody in Iceland? Wouldn't you want to punch a U.S. banker in the face? They're <laughs> like, I bought your bad bonds. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> They're like, this was terrible, and, and I bought it. Like, well, oh, the people you should start looking for over your shoulder coming into the United States are people with like white hair and blue eyes. Yeah, those people should have an axe to grind. They're like, we are not. Yeah, it's good. It's a great movie. Now you need to wow. see. Now I wouldn't say see it in the same night because okay. you might. I want to watch so Explode. The Big um, Short Spotlight. again. Spotlight. Okay, those were the two really good real movies last year. Spotlight is. About the uh, Boston Globe story. At the church. And the big right? short is uh, the housing crisis. And didn't you think it was so uh, well made? Yes. By Adam McKay, the guy who did Talladega Nights mm-hmm. and Step Brothers, a guy who does comedies, really was able to take pretty heavy source material. It was fantastic. And make it consumable. Like, you, you got it. You he brought you up to speed. It. You understood what was going on, what the financial, these in the credit default swaps. In the beginning of the movie, I thought it was going to get lost uh, a little bit because there was so much going down. But then, yeah, then he does a fantastic job uh, with that. So, uh, yeah, the big short. MTV Movie Awards are happening next month, and uh, some big names are getting added to the list of presenters. So it's the MTV Movie Awards. They're going to be April 10th, hosted by Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart. But the uh, presenters are worth checking out. Jessica Chastain, Seth Rogen, Zac Efron, and now announced Gigi Hadid, Olivia Munn, Charisse Theron, and Chris Hemsworth. Those are going to be some of the celebrities to present this year. The golden popcorn. Additional presenters and performers are going to be announced as we get closer. But like I said, April 10th is when the MTV Movie Awards are taking place. Who will be the best kiss? Mm. <laughs> best fight, best kiss. Uh, and remember the ladies power group from the 80s, the Go-Go's? Yeah. They have revealed that they will hit the road for one final tour. This is it. They say after a 38-year run, we are gearing up for one last blast of oh, summer. Really? And then that is it. This is their farewell tour. The all-female band's going to kick off an 18-date trek August 2nd out in uh, uh, Clearwater, Florida, okay. and then wrap up at the end of the month out in L.A. We Were you guys ever beat. Beat. Remember, we got the beat. Yeah. And then people never knew the lyrics. People would be singing, I love Cecile. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cecile. What have those girls been doing? Just singing, well, I guess. Well, Carlisle went solo. Yeah. Yes. She had quite a career as Ooh, a solo yes. artist. I they did remember. Manic Monday, didn't they? Yep. Uh, that was the Bangles. That was the Bangles. Okay, I get confused. Remember the them on a, that video? They were all on a on um vacation. Vacation. Oh, all you ever wanted. Water skiing. Yeah, together. water skiing together. Vacation. All <laughs> all you ever wanted. Vacation. Happy to get away. Yeah. So they're making a, a a victory lap. Hopefully, maybe I don't know. They'll come nearby or something like that. It's always fun to uh, to get a little. A little victory lap in before, I guess, signing off. Daisy Ridley, everybody fell in love with her as Rey in the new Star Wars The Force Awakens. And she can now add another big role to uh, the resume. Word is, is that Daisy is going to be taking on the uh, role of Laura Croft in the reboot of that franchise based on the game Tomb Raider. 
She said, I want you. Let's, she said, nobody has come and said, you know, like there's no script uh, for the project, but everybody's saying that she is on tap to play the next Laura Croft. She'll be taking up the helm after Angelina Jolie made the character famous back in 2001 and 2003 uh, with her two movies as Laura Croft. Ellen DeGeneres is making one terminally ill comics dreams come true. This guy's name's Quincy Jones. And yesterday... Ellen surprised him by telling him that he will be getting his own HBO special. Now, we got to give HBO some credit because obviously HBO had to make Relate it happen. It. Yeah. Right. Oh, so yeah. is that just her relationship with HBO or the guy must be funny? I think he must, must be, be funny. Because yeah, I saw yesterday and I didn't see, he didn't do any stand-up uh, at all. He was just kind of uh, touching base again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was, I mean, crazy ecstatic about the whole thing. I mean, he seems I mean, like he's a pretty huge. prolific stand-up, whether he's funny or not. He works hard. One of his goals, I think he already did or attempted to do a thousand shows in a year. So. Oh, wow. Good Lord. He's okay. a worker. He got diagnosed last year, last July, with stage four mesothemiona. And uh, it is uh, going to, it, the doctor said, basically, you've got one year to live. Ah, oh, man, can you imagine hearing that? It's tough, man. Oh. That is a really, people do not, that is a very fatal um, now, how do you get cancer. it? It's, it's through, like, it's like, uh, some of it has been linked to asbestos. My uncle died of it. And it, 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 what it is, is it infects, like, the lining around your abdomen and your lungs and a lot of times people who worked with asbestos, you know, back in the day where it's like, oh, we're going to go clear out this asbestos. They're breathing it in. And that's like the major cause. So you'll see those uh, commercials on TV where it's like if you've yeah, been you diagnosed. Yeah, like, a ton. Yes. And that's for real. That's the real deal. It is it is very fatal. And once you contract it, because it's all over, it's in the lining, it's in the fluid, in the lining of your now, body. Do you remember your uncle uh, having any kind of summer job yes. or anything? Where, so yes. he, was he did, doing? did he ever remove asbestos? Yes. I mean, he was part of a class action lawsuit. I mean, it was this. So was he my, had a job like he was one of the guys the that day. removed the asbestos from yep. buildings. Back, yeah, back in the day, like I know, old buildings I downtown. I had a bunch of buddies who did that. That was like mm-hmm. a thing when we got out of high school. Yep, guys would spend their summers working um, like a construction gig, and your deal was pulling out asbestos. Yeah, we got let out of school. I remember when I was a little kid in grade school, they announced on the PA, they're like, "No more school until we remove asbestos." None of us knew what asbestos was. It was oh, this fireproofing Lord. material that pe- builders used to use in buildings, and then obviously they were like, "You know what? So it's crazy about this fireproof material. It gives you crazy cancer, like bad. <laughs> like, this well, maybe we shouldn't find another fireproof material." So then they had everybody remove this material, but the people that were removing it. You know, this was pre, you know, hey, wear face masks or maybe don't touch it or like be in body suits or something. So these guys, like you said, oh. high school kids get these jobs. Hey, you want to clear out some asbestos in these buildings this summer? And then next thing you know, 20 now, years down the line. I remember everybody knew, though, for the record, you knew why you were taking it out. Because it's caused cancer. So none of the guys, it was just you're young and you feel right. bulletproof and it was a good job. That's but, I mean, our nobody, generation. nobody mm-hmm. thought it was safe. It was like. Right. You wear a mask, though. They yeah. just would wear a mask. That's like our generation. Masks, yeah. So this was my Uncle Mike, um, and he passed away almost 10 years ago. And so, I mean, this was back in the 70s when he was like, oh, I've got to work my way through college and what, you know, that kind of job. Because I have. don't think they started targeting it for removal until the late 80s. Uh, well, I mean, there, he was working on buildings where they had it, and I mean, maybe it wasn't part of, like, the asbestos removal. He probably removal, just worked with it. He, he, he probably it. just worked in buildings and mm-hmm. worked around it. 
They right. started oh, pulling that's just them out. Terrible. Wow. So th- that's the kind of uh, cancer that this guy has. So it's one pretty year. serious stuff. He's got one year. So they're going to be filming it next month. No word on when it's going to air, but they're filming it Monday, April fourth, and then you know HBO is going to step up. But like Shutterfly gave fifteen thousand dollars to help with the production. He had this like Kickstarter deal. So a lot of people are kicking in to make this happen for this guy, which is pretty cool. The Big Party Show. Wake it up. Wake up here. Wake up laughing.